everyone. Welcome to Fab Skin Hot Bodies with your host, Dr. Jeanette Graff. This is Dr. Jeanette Graff, and say hi to my co-host, Joey. Hello, hello, hello. It's great having all of you today because we have a fantastic guest. Her name is Sierra Nelson. She is a celebrity trainer. What What's the word that you use, Sierra? Soul sexy sex. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yeah, no, my, my project is called Your Soul Sexy. I love that. It's a program that I, yeah, my community and the program that I'm creating that will be launching next year. Well, Sierra is incredible. She's built an incredible brand in the wellness community. You look at her social media, which is outstanding. She has some of the most beautiful movements. So you get so much knowledge from it. I was looking it over and saying, wow. Oh, thank you. I mean, you are definitely a social media queen and you're phenomenal. And I see why. And you're also gorgeous, which people can't see right now. But... What I'd like to do is ask you, you know, you've built this incredible brand in the wellness community. And has health and wellness always been a passion of yours? Um, well, not I, not really. I my, my story is I actually grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. As you can imagine, we didn't really know what health even meant. Um, you know, I, I grew up, and I also grew up super poor, eating, like, boxed food, and it wasn't ever a real conversation, to be honest. Um, I was always really active and played sports when I was growing up, but when it came to real nutrition, not really. It really honestly wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles and kind of was immersed in a society that was really health conscious and always outdoors and moving, and the health and the food was just different. So it's kind of been a new journey, but even even actual real, real wellness has been a um, a much newer journey. Um, I actually got into the field of wellness. I came from the entertainment background, actually. I've been, I was an entertainment executive for seven and a half years. Wow. And yeah, long story short, I, after I left Nebraska, I went to Vanderbilt pre-med. I always thought I was going to be a doctor my entire life. And then life kind of threw me for a loop and my mom got sick with cancer. So I took some time off after I graduated uh, to take care of her. And after she was better, I literally just I kind of had an epiphany, and I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to go against the grain from what everyone thinks I'm supposed to be doing and go work in entertainment. And I had no idea what that meant at the time, um, but I worked in TV and film and talent management. And um, and then about in 2014, my mom got sick again with uh, stage four lymphoma for the second time. So that's when I jumped ship again. I went back to Nebraska uh, to take care of her, and then to Seattle. I had to move her there for treatment. So I was my mom's caregiver for about a year. My mom passed away June uh, 2015, and that really kind of threw my world upside down. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's it's it was literally the most difficult time of my life, but it that dark place gave me the courage to finally start all, start all over again and to figure out what I was really passionate about, and that, and that was wellness. And I didn't know it at the time. You know, I'd always really cared about helping and inspiring other people. I just didn't know the right way to do it. And for me, I was in a really, really dark place, and I was dealing with depression and anxiety. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was gaining weight. I was eating terribly. I wasn't moving. And, you know, I realized that as angry and as upset as I was that my mom was no longer here, that I was still here, and that's what mattered, and I had the power to change the story. So I realized to get out of this dark place, I had to start with self-love and self-care. So that's kind of 
what prompted me to getting into wellness and sort of how my project was born, Your Soul Sexy, because, you know, I, I had done the healthy thing before. I had gotten really in good shape and I was exercising like crazy, eating really well. I was my lowest weight. I was, you know, the strongest I'd ever been, but I found myself still super unhappy and I realized that the one missing component in my life was true self-love and acceptance. So I knew this time around that if I was going to create long-lasting change for myself, that I had to I had to dive deeper and I had to dive deep into self-love. And, you know, it was a really difficult journey, but I've learned so much along the way. And, you know, I created Your Soul Sexy in order to help other people do the exact same. So that was a long answer for... But, no, you, know, but you know something? No, it, it, it really says a lot because we're talking a period of two years when you yeah. were in that dark place. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really short time to get these epiphanies and to find your purpose and to find your life and to redefine yourself. I mean, that's really that was that was quick for you. You know, quick sort of, but at the same time I I had realized my entire life all I really cared about was helping other people and inspiring other people and I've always been that person. I just got lost along the way. And it really wasn't until my mom passed away that I woke up. I woke up to my true purpose and it was just kind of a light bulb. And, you know, two years for a lot of people seems like a long time because the problem is most people don't want to actually put in the work. And so they want it quick and fast and easy and they don't really, they they can't figure out their purpose and it's too difficult. So they never actually take the time to do it, you know, and, and I had to dive really deep into personal development and figuring myself out. So, and it's a constant process. I don't think our, our, our journey to self-discovery ever really ends, does it? I absolutely agree with you. What type of exercises or things or thought processes do you go through to find yourself and to, you know, become whole again? Um, you know, it was really difficult at first. And that's where people, I think, get confused on motivation. Like, right. sometimes I think motivation is BS. <laughs> I think, you know, I was going through a really dark time that I want to get out of bed. Did I want to put real clothes on and and go to the gym and get myself moving? No. But I realized there was just this, like, small whisper in my mind that this wasn't it for me and that there was something bigger and that my mom had worked too hard her her whole entire life for me to just live this life of self-pity and just labeling myself as unworthy and a motherless daughter. So, you know, it it was tiny steps at first. It was literally just getting myself up to move, to go for a walk, to go about my daily activities and every single day it got a lot easier and then I started getting myself back in the gym and really on the edu- on the nutrition side it was educating myself on what real well- wellness meant right you know I talk about this a lot in my community but one of the big things that was so shocking to me when my mom was going through treatment is that there was no real conversation about nutrition the entire time right. and that just blew my mind so now my whole thought when it comes to nutrition is about healing and what foods can we eliminate that could be potentially causing harm that a lot of people are just want to ignore. They want to ignore that the processed food that we're eating, you know, it's stuff that we've been eating forever and I'm fine. Right. But yet now we live in most unhealthiest times. Our country is, is increasingly suffering from disease and cancer and diabetes. Absolutely. And we're also super unhappy. Yeah. 
So, you know, it was, I, I, I was a lot of education. And that's when I, I threw myself into studying to become a personal trainer and getting my sports nutrition certification so I could really dive deeper, so I could actually help not only myself, but eventually help other people. What are your main beliefs so. when it comes to dieting and exercise? Honestly, kind of like I said, I believe in healing. I believe. I also believe in people being individually responsible for educating our, their, themselves and others. You know, we live in a world that is so full of garbage and info that's unfortunately funded by organizations that care more about their bank accounts than actually helping right. people. Right. You know, when it comes to specifics, um, I believe in balance, but what I try to teach people is how to live a more plant-rich life. And I don't mean plant-based because I know it's really difficult for a lot of people, but... Right. You know, think about it. We grew up in a time where we all planned our meals around our meat. Exactly. And vegetable was just kind of a side thought. So, you know, there's so much information and so much research about the power of plants and how it can really heal us. So it's keeping a, a, a diet that's plant-rich, keeping your sugar intakes low, having healthy non-organic GMO meats, and really just trying to avoid known allergens and inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy, which right. I know people freak out about. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. I've recently trying to get myself in a healthier state as well with my doctor and lower my cholesterol and everything, lose weight. So I was um, doing plant-based for... Um, a while now, and I love to cook. That's what I love about your Instagram and, and your and following you is because you get you have really great um, food posts about like you know what nutrition is in this meal versus this meal. So it's really helpful. So if you uh, follow her on Instagram, you can see all this. So that's what I really love about that because it keeps you know it puts everything in perspective and lets you kind of realize what you're putting in your body. And again, I've been watching. I watch tons of documentaries. Um, uh, regarding all this, and it's so true. And like you know, it's 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 an epidemic, and really have to not feed disease you're basically feeding disease instead of fighting disease so the foods that you eat you can if you have a plant-rich life you're 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 fighting disease instead of feeding it with high cholesterol foods and oh, and fats and you know butter and dairy and all that stuff so it's Absolutely. really true i mean plants is the one thing there's no controversy over yeah i love so, plants. <laughs> to be safe let's let's stick with a plant rich diet wine is sure. wine is a plant so it's it's perfect for wine me. is a plant wine yes. is okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has lots of antioxidants yeah so i'm fine with a plant-based diet yeah <laughs> yeah i love it yeah well and we love our wine, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But also, you feel so much better. Like, I mean, I get, I go off and on with it. Like, you know, you know, there's times that, like, you know, that you just can't escape it. Like, you have, so you, I give myself a couple, like a cheat day or something. So I'll have pizza one day or something like that. But you know, I cut out, you know, most of the things, and I try to, like, ninety percent of the time that I'm eating, I'm, I'm trying to be very, very health, health conscious and, and plant based. And I love cooking. And there's so many cool ways that you like can in incorporate ingredients and vegetables that you never really thought about before. And there's now more than ever, Definitely. every, every restaurant, it's so easy. And I mean, we live in metropolitan city, so it may not be as easy in mid the middle, middle America to find things, but you know, it's, it's just about following people like you and then like, you know, making smart choices. And, you know, you may have to do something extra, like plan your meals, not go out so much, things like that. But you know, there's always ways to even just taking a little bit of, of time to be knowledgeable, you know, knowledgeable and, and mindful of what you're putting in your body and you know it's small steps but eventually i think you know that's that's we're going to see that's the new way to fight disease and, and lower down all these you know these numbers statistics oh i'm stuttering statistics <laughs> is by changing the way we like with changing the way america thinks about what they're putting in their body yeah see yeah. all of this information at our fingertips because we really do have a lot of information available to us yes. like never before um why do you think what is the factor that people are struggling with why do why do you think they're still struggling 
What's stopping them? Well, I think... I think there's, well, there's two things, you know, what we've been talking about. There's definitely so much conflicting info out there, so it's no wonder people are confused. But I think, um, you know, there are an abundance of diets and fitness programs that do work and do produce great results, but I just kept seeing people either not sticking with them or if they did or they find themselves at the end of their journey not happy and not thriving or even worse. A lot of people found themselves even more unhappy and insecure. So the thing is, for many people, the problem has never been a food issue or an exercise issue. What I found is that it's a self-love issue. We are constantly operating with an outside-in approach to our wellness when it has to be an inside job. But the problem is, is that self-love has become such a self-help cliche buzzword. Um, and the problem is people just kind of gloss over it, but it, we must not mistake it for its true power because we all know that changing our mindset and focusing on the positive, showing ourselves more self-love will dramatically change your life and it will improve your happiness. But it's about how many people are actually taking the time to, pra- to practice it daily. It was interesting. I did a survey uh, with my audience to kind of get a better idea of what their problems are that I could help them out with with my new program. And I asked them four questions, four of the questions on a scale of one to 10. And it was, how, do you believe in the power of daily gratitude? Do you practice daily gratitude? Do you believe in the power of self-love? And you practice self-love. About 90% of them said they believe in gratitude and self-love. Only 9 to 10% practice it. So there's a huge void. And I think that what people have to realize is that, yes, self-love is a state of being and a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions. And nobody's actually taking those actions. What do people have to do in order to achieve that? How do they practice gratitude? How do they practice self-love? There's so many things, and that's kind of um, my whole program. is It's an eight-week uh, program that will address those things. It, 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 it comes from... First, the first thing that you can do is, like, get really, really clear on your soul philosophy, and that's so different than your goals and ambitions. That's about figuring out who you are as a human being, regardless of what what society is saying you should be, figuring out what fuels you, what's important important to you, what values you, and then, you know, jumping into those daily rituals of, of gratitude and being present. And gratitude can come in many different forms. It's different for everyone, whether that be, you know, I like to have like the first seven minutes of your day really focusing on um, taking a couple minutes to to have that gratitude practice, whether it be writing it down, saying it out loud, thinking about three things that you're really grateful for, setting the tone for that day. And, you know, even throughout the day when things get super hectic and it's so easy to get stressed out over the little things, literally just take a moment, stop, look, and listen and just be present about what's really going on on around you. And then, you know, you jump into some of the deeper stuff about honoring your struggles and reframing the way that you think about yourself and your circumstances. You know, it's, I constantly get messages from people that think, that think they got the short end of the stick. There's no short end of the stick. You know, right. I grew up super poor on welfare with a, my mom was a single mom of four. The way that we were brought up, if we were, if we were, believed ourselves that we had the short end of the stick, I wouldn't be where I am today. So a lot of it is about reframing the way that you think about yourself. You know, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Some of those tools that I've used will be in the program. Um, You know, even just learning to accept your humanness. You know, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of programs out there that that teach you the idea of positive self-talk, which I think is great, and self-affirmations, but they don't work for a lot of people and they never worked for me because what they were really doing was covering up our deep-seated negative beliefs about ourselves 
And so what we have to do is go back and attack those and figure out how to acknowledge them, bring them to the surface, so then we can reframe them. That's well, so smart, yeah. And it's all to the kind of like the mentality of feel it to heal it. We're in our society, we're taught so much um, that certain feelings and expressions are good or bad, but I don't think there's a good or bad. You know, for the longest time, I kept this really strong face on after losing my mom because that's who I was. I was always the person who was super strong, when in reality, I was really suffering. And I was afraid to talk about about my depression and the things that I were going through because society tells us that's bad. But I don't think that's bad. I think it's actually beautiful, and I think that that's what makes us human, and that's what connects us, and we're all constantly hiding it. So, you know, that's kind of, it's a whole long process. Self-love and and finding self-love is not a one-size-all-fits program, and it's not an overnight thing. And I think that's what people are really confused about. Like, it has to be a daily practice, just like everything else in your life. And I think that's what people are missing. You know, social media is so obviously a big part of your life now. I mean, you have a massive following. How do you think social media affects us as a whole, as a society, when it comes to beauty and wellness? Oh, dramatically. (laughs) I have a love-hate relationship with social media because it gives us platforms to reach other people with our positive messages. But we live in a world obsessed with body image. I mean, even if you're standing in line in a grocery store, look at the magazines, and about 90% of the headlines have to do with body. Yet again, we're still one of the most unhealthiest countries in the world. And we're nowhere near as happy as other countries. And I think that social media has taken it to another level. Um, You know, we're obsessed with perfectionism, constantly comparing ourselves to others, and become extremely detrimental. And we have to realize it's not a you versus them, especially when it comes to beauty. Other people's looks have absolutely nothing to do with yours. We are independent entities. And, in fact, we have to remember that the world has the potential for limitless beauty. So, and the problem is when you automatically think others have it better or they're more beautiful, satisfaction with who you are and what you actually have plummets immediately. So the whole she has it better thinking completely reduces your level of contentment, no matter how good you have it. And that's where you have to, con- it brings you back to gratitude. So I'm never going to look like Beyonce then, you're saying? You're never going to look like Beyonce, <laughs> oh, I'm God. to tell you. Okay, I'll have to accept it. I'll have to accept <laughs> it. Unless you go through a lot of plastic surgery, yeah, I don't think that's... you do. <laughs> I also, I also think, first of all, you already do look like Thank Beyonce. Thank you. Okay, except pretty. Now, <laughs> and, but also, you know, just all of the tabloids and a lot of social media and a lot of times with... The, you know, reality television, I, I think that there's pressure, especially on young women, to look a certain way or be a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we need more people out there having the conversations about how we need to stop comparing and we need to learn to be our best self and healthiest and happiest selves. And that's a really, really tricky battle. Um, but I think that that comes down to really diving deep into a self-love practice. I, I'm guilty of it all the time. I look at I look at all the other people that are in the wellness world and fitness world and sometimes get wrapped up into it too, but it's just about constantly being mindful and learning how to bring yourself back down. Oh, so it's, it's a practice. So if we were to sum that up, what are the three things, 
if you have, I mean, you have so much to say and so many great things and so many great points that Joey and I are sitting here yeah, just sure. mesmerized, <laughs> shaking our heads. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sitting myself like, yeah, like getting upset because I know that I was on my diet strictly this week, and I was like, oh my god, she's like, I needed this conversation to like get back on track. Yeah, and don't beat yourself up. It's okay. We're all human. Thanks, girl. Yeah. (laughs) That's right, girl. I think you look great, Joey. Thanks. What would you say if you had some three things that you believe are important to live a beautiful life? I would say the number one thing is getting clarity on your soul philosophy. So really taking time to dig deep. Get clarity on who you are. Again, not who society tells you you should be, as difficult as that is. And getting clear on how you want to feel in your life, which is far more important than your actual goals. Those feelings, those emotions, those are what provide us true clarity and what leads to fulfillment and success. Number two, I would say I'm going to combine these two, love and gratitude. And it's not only learning to love yourself unconditionally, but learning to be generous with love for others. Love is one of the only inexhaustible resources available to everyone. And it doesn't have to be anything grand. It can be small moments in our daily lives that offer a simple smile or a small gesture. And I think when it comes to gratitude, we have to remember that it's not the happy people that are grateful. It's the grateful who are truly happy. And remembering that love and gratitude takes practice. And that's one of the biggest things people forget. And number three, I would say, is giving back and connection. I think this is so important. We have to remember and and learn how to make your life bigger than you and to not get so caught up in your personal world that you forget about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that we're all in this together, that we're stronger together, that we're all human. And once you've gained that clarity on who you are and what special gifts you have to offer, then I think it's your personal duty to use them and impact as many people as you can. I think there's uh, there's several more, but those three I think are are my top really important ones. Very well to, said. To you speak Thank so you. beautifully that you know I I, I I can see why people want to follow you and everything that you've said is so insightful and so I I just love it. What's what's next for you? Yeah, so Did you write I a book have yet? so many plans. I, was yeah, I, that. I want to I, write a book. I want to write a book. That's definitely in the plans. But first, I'm working on my program. It's an eight-week program that will come out at the beginning of the year. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And it will be eight weeks. It is a nutrition and exercise um, program, but it's not a diet program. I think it would be a huge disservice to people if they thought that because really it's more 50% about your self-love and self-improvement. Um, so that's coming out and I'll, and I am in the process of working on a book, which is really exciting. Um, and my whole, my whole mission is just to be able to reach as many people and help as many people as I can. Um, that's what this is really all about for me. So lots more fun stuff to come and I'll be doing a lot of, um, speaking engagements and they're just starting to pick up soon too, which is exciting. I think that's fabulous, and I can't wait to see your eight-week program. I, I'm really Thank looking you. forward to it. Same. You know, this time has just flown right by. Just fl- I could I could sit here the rest of the afternoon and just listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I could talk for hours, so anytime you want me back, I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, because we definitely will. But, Sierra, please do me a favor. Could you spell your name um, and give your contact information, your Instagram, your website, how people can look for you, find you, reach you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, it's Sierra Nielsen. That's S-I-E-R-R-A. Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Um, my whole community is called Your Soul Sexy, but all of my handles are actually just my name. So um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just at Sierra Nielsen. And I'm also launching a YouTube soon, which will cover workouts, and I'll be doing uh, uh, in-the-kitchen pieces with some of my favorite dietitians and doctors and um, having some real health talks. So you have to check that out as well. And that, that'll be at Sierra Nielsen on YouTube as well. And my website is, you can either go to SierraNielsen.com or YourSoulSexy.com. They're the same. So check me out on all of those. Follow me along. I'm, I'm working on a lot of fun daily content for everyone. So Excellent. And that that is, you know, that's the understatement of the year. But Thank you so much for being on the Thank Bat you Skin for and, having me. And we will have you back. There's not even a question because you have so much more to say. Yes. Okay. I appreciate that. Thanks. I really appreciate both of you guys' time. This is so much fun. All right. Thanks, Sierra. Take care. Well, thank you so All much, right. Sierra. It was good talking right. to you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 